Welcome to the Boost Health Podcast, where we are searching for wellness balance. Your host is Paul Sandberg, a certified strength and conditioning specialist with nearly 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry and degrees in human biology and business. At Boost Health, our passion is to learn and share new wellness tactics and help individuals create their own personal health strategy. Join us on this journey of being open-minded and trying new things. You can learn more at MyBoostHealth.com. Welcome to the show. Find your balance. 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 Find your balance. That is our goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 53 of the Boost Health Podcast. Today's show features a special focus on testosterone and how to increase your levels naturally. Now, if you're female, don't automatically think this show isn't for you. Even though women don't have as much or need as much testosterone as men do, it is still a vital hormone for your overall health. This show is going to include some really cool and easy to implement tactics that you can apply right away, and they include how you exercise a vitamin to keep a really close eye on, a superfood that you can eat, and a whole lot more. First, a couple quick announcements and we'll jump right into the show. Extra Boost Guides. The very first Extra Boost Guide is now available. These guides will be focused tutorials on various wellness topics that I see a need to provide a little bit of extra instruction on. The first guide is for full body strength training and it requires no equipment. It includes 37 pages of pictures, descriptions, videos, and audio cues of all the movements. These are the exact cues I use with my personal training clients to get them the best results possible. A dynamic warm-up, full body workout, and cool down are all featured. It's great for workouts while you're traveling, at home workouts, or even just to give you a few new ideas to add to your gym workout. I'll link to this in the show notes and blog so you can check it out. Facebook group. Join the Boost Health Facebook group. I created this group as a separate place to share wellness tactics, inspire each other, try new things, and have some fun. To join, just click on the link for the Facebook group at the bottom of the homepage of MyBoostHealth.com. Boost Health TV. The Boost Health podcast is now available via video format on the Boost Health TV YouTube channel. I'll link to the channel in the show notes and blog so you can check it out. And newsletter. If you haven't signed up for the weekly boost newsletter, you can do so by entering your email into the form on the homepage of myboosthealth.com. This way you don't miss any boost health news. And last, the iTunes issue. I went through an unfortunate issue recently with iTunes. My show title and byline were a little too long. And because of this, the podcast was actually temporarily removed from the iTunes directory. Now, I changed the title and the byline quickly and resubmitted to iTunes for approval. And obviously, it was approved and the show is back on. But if you listen on iTunes, you may have to resubscribe to the show. I also, very sadly, lost all of the reviews and ratings of the show. So if you could take a moment to rate and review the show to help new listeners know the content is good quality, that would be really helpful. Thank you so much. All right. Now, here is episode number 53. 11 evidence-based tactics to increase testosterone naturally. I've had the topic of testosterone on my list of podcast ideas for a long time. But when a friend of mine reached out recently to get some advice about having low testosterone, 
I decided this would be a good time to bring it up on the show and dig into the research. According to a 2006 study in JAMA, the symptoms of low testosterone include decreased muscle mass, decreased bone mineral density, increased fat mass, especially in the abdomen, insulin resistance, decreased libido, low energy, irritability, and dysphoria. For my friend, it's been a complex cocktail of really intense endurance training, having low body mass, and too little calorie intake that has likely brought about this unfortunate low level of testosterone. This dangerous combo is not uncommon in endurance athletes, as we will discuss later. But that said, anyone who is exercising so intensely that they're overtraining could be at risk for a hormonal imbalance like this. On top of the symptoms mentioned above, my buddy also mentioned that he had poor sleep, poor workout recovery, and digestive issues. He's a young man, so obviously this is a little bit scary for him to be going through. He's working with a doctor to get his testosterone levels back to normal, and he's agreed to join us on a future episode so he can share his experience and the strategies that helped him out. In the meantime, I have put together 11 tactics to improve your testosterone levels naturally. Number one, not just for the fellas. For you ladies that think testosterone is only important for men, think again. A 2015 study in the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology mentions that testosterone is an essential hormone for women, not just men. And it is critical for many functions, including cardiovascular, cognitive, and musculoskeletal health. A 2011 study in sports medicine, strength training and acute endurance training increased testosterone in men and women. The authors mentioned that having enough testosterone is critical in men and women in the health of the reproductive system, muscle growth, and the prevention of bone loss. They also mentioned that chronic training or overtraining can cause a decrease in testosterone. A 1998 study in the European Journal of Applied Physiology and Occupational Physiology found that concentrations of total testosterone were increased in men and women with resistance training two to three times per week. The testosterone levels were noted to be significantly higher after six and eight weeks of training over the eight-week study period. Number two, full body strength training. As mentioned previously, strength training is a great way to increase testosterone, but the workout itself or the program itself can actually make a big difference in how much testosterone is increased. As I mentioned in my article, Full Body Strength Training versus Split Group Strength Training, a 2016 study in Biology of Sport showed that full body workouts will actually increase testosterone more than a split group workout. This makes sense intuitively if you think about it. What is going to ramp up your hormones more? sitting on the bench doing bicep curls, or performing a squat with an overhead press. Which one of those is going to give you a bigger hormone response? I think the answer is pretty clear. Also, your biggest muscles in your body are in your legs and glutes. Think of the difference in hormone response if we train these three times per week as part of a full body workout versus only one time a week in a split group routine. Number three, no extremes or over-specialized training. This coming from the guy that recommends exercise every single day? Yes, but there's a big difference between getting an hour of activity on a daily basis in a carefully designed program that has both strength training and cardio training versus a program that is multiple hours a day of just one discipline. CrossFit champion Matt Frazier once said during competition, 
None of those things are in my wheelhouse, but I train every day not to have a wheelhouse. I love that. I love the fact that he's saying he's not going to over-specialize in any one thing. While I'm not a fan of all the elements of CrossFit, I do like the general concept of not over-specializing. There's been some research showing that overtraining can cause a reduction in testosterone, which is why I bring this up. A 2009 study in the Journal of Endocrinology looked at how running five times per week would affect testosterone levels. The researchers split the runners into two groups where one did moderate intensity, which is 60% of their VO2 max, and the other group did high intensity, which was 80% of their VO2 max. Both groups ran five times per week for 60 weeks. The sessions were on a treadmill and each session lasted for two hours. While this might sound outlandish to some folks, it is not unheard of to train 10 hours per week for a lot of endurance athletes. After only 12 weeks of sessions, testosterone levels in both groups, the moderate intensity and the high intensity began to fall. Not just to pick on endurance athletes, it seems that similar results might be found for somebody who's over specializing in strength training. A 2013 study in the International Journal of Sport Physiology and Performance found that a natural bodybuilder going through extremes of diet and exercise lost about seven nanograms per milliliter of testosterone, which is a ton. His testosterone level went from a healthy level of 9.2 nanograms per milliliter to a very unhealthy low level of 2.2 nanograms per milliliter while he was preparing for a competition. Now, why not just have a nice body composition all the time instead of these big extreme swings? The key, in my opinion, is a healthy balance to your training program. I like to recommend three days of full body strength training on non-consecutive days like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and cardio training on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. The goal would be to keep each session at about 60 minutes so you're keeping overtraining at bay in any given discipline. Number four, don't cut carbs. A 1987 study in Life Sciences found that testosterone levels plummeted for participants on a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet versus those on a high-carbohydrate, low-protein diet. Now, I'm not suggesting, don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting that we all go on low-protein based on this, but I am recommending that we keep things balanced. It is silly to cut out an entire macronutrient like carbs. Don't be afraid to eat high-quality, nutrient-dense carbohydrates found in vegetables, fruits, grains, etc. Apparently, lowering carbs too much can have deleterious effects on your testosterone levels. Number five, eat blackstrap molasses. Now, I discussed this superfood in my article and show on nutrient analysis of a plant-based diet. And I added it to my diet after learning that it provides a megadose of calcium and iron. But there is even more that this wonderful food can help with, apparently. A 2010 study in the African Journal of Food Science found that blackstrap molasses increased testosterone levels. Now I have one extra reason to make sure I take my two tablespoons of this daily. It isn't the tastiest treat in the world, but I have a few walnuts with it that helps balance out its very potent flavor. Now this could be purely coincidental, but I have noticed a little bump up in my heart rate variability score each day since I've started taking blackstrap molasses. I talk about how and why I take my heart rate variability or HRV daily to track how recovered my body is from a nervous system standpoint in my article on the topic. I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. 
I can't think of any other variables that I've changed in this time. So the blackstrap molasses might just be a difference maker for me in recovery and improved levels of calcium, iron, and apparently testosterone. Number six, do high intensity interval training. A 2012 study in hormones found that HIT increased free testosterone more than steady state cardio. The participants were 15 highly trained males in their late 20s. They performed a HIT session with 90 second sprints paired with 90 second recovery jogs. This was over 42 to 47 minute time intervals. They also performed a 45 minute endurance run at 60% of their VO2 max. For a control, they just lied in a supine position at rest for 45 minutes. Blood samples were taken before each session, directly after the session, and then 12 hours after the session. The study showed a significant increase in testosterone for the 12-hour measurement on the HIT workout versus no increase in testosterone for the 12-hour measurement on the endurance workout or the control. A 2011 study in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research found that adding running sprints significantly increased total testosterone and VO2 max in competitive wrestlers. The running sprints were performed as six sets of 35-meter sprints with 10-second rest intervals. This was done two times per week for four weeks. A 2017 study in endocrine connections found that HIT increased free testosterone levels. The participants were men over 60 years old. They used a cycling ergometer and did six sets of 30-second sprints paired with three minutes of active recovery. This occurred in nine sessions over the course of six weeks. It also increased their peak power production, which is a nice bonus. So now there's really good reason for me to continue doing my little 30 to 60 second sprints when I'm out with my cycling buddies. Number seven, get some vitamin D. A 2011 study in hormone and metabolic research found that supplementing with 3,000 international units of D3 significantly increased testosterone. Another wonderful way to get vitamin D, of course, is through sunshine. The amount of time outside and time of day will vary depending on where you are in the world, of course, but a good general rule of thumb is to get outside in the midday sun without sunscreen for about 20 minutes several times per week. A 2010 study in the Journal of Investigative Dermatology found that participants in the United Kingdom got adequate levels of vitamin D from 13 minutes of midday sun exposure to 35% of skin surfaces. They were just wearing shorts and t-shirts. For me, my multivitamin has 2,500 international units of D3, and I also take a work break during the middle of the day on most days to get outside and soak in some rays for about 15 or 20 minutes. And I figure the combination of getting sunshine whenever it's possible and having the multivitamin fill in any gray days seems to be a pretty good strategy. Number eight, sauna. For those of you that listened or watched episode 51, which was the benefits of sauna, you might recall one of the benefits was increased growth hormone. And it appears that a mild increase of testosterone may also occur with sauna use. According to a 1989 study in the European Journal of Applied Physiology and Occupational Physiology, increased sauna use can cause an increase in growth hormone and testosterone and a decrease in cortisol. And speaking of cortisol, number nine, Control stress. Most folks are aware that when your stress levels increase, your levels of a hormone called cortisol also increase. High cortisol levels can lead to increased fat storage and a slowing metabolic rate, which are certainly not desirable. 
On top of that, when your cortisol levels rise, a decrease in testosterone typically occurs. A 2010 study in hormones and behavior showed that there's this type of hormonal balancing act that occurs when cortisol levels rise in stressful situations, testosterone levels tend to decrease. Considering this and the other long-term health benefits to managing your stress levels, it would be wise to keep stress under control as much as possible. Number 10, sleep. Oh, how boring, right? Just another thing that getting more sleep helps with. We'll add getting more testosterone to your list of reasons. I promise you won't be mad at yourself in the morning if you get more sleep. Now, I was always a six to seven hour per night person, and I usually felt okay with this. But then I saw a 2017 article on the Popular Science website where the director of Sleep and Neuroimaging Lab at the University of California, Berkeley, uh, his name is Matthew Walker, he says that we actually need a minimum of eight hours to mitigate reduction of our cognitive performance. And it is one thing to feel okay after six or seven hours, but if we're not performing at our best, then that's a bad sign. Now I just go to bed at the same time as our kids, which is about 8.30, and then I sleep until 4.30 or 5. This way I get my solid eight hours. Now how much sleep, though, do we need from a testosterone perspective? There doesn't appear to be any research that I could find on a specific number of hours for optimal testosterone levels, but there are lots of studies showing that not getting enough sleep will definitely decrease your testosterone. For example, a 2011 study in JAMA looked at what would happen if sleep was restricted in young, healthy men in their 20s. They were restricted to five hours per night for one whole week, and the testosterone levels of all the men dropped 10 to 15%. Now remember, these are young men in their 20s, so for their testosterone levels to drop by that much is huge. Obviously, other factors will affect testosterone like sleep quality and the lifestyle outside of your sleep cycle, but we know five hours is not enough if healthy young males lose testosterone with this amount of sleep. According to this same study, about 15% of working adults in the United States get less than five hours. So you may wonder if six or seven hours is enough then. Well, as I mentioned, I haven't seen studies to show a minimum requirement, and this may be likely to the vast number of variables. But we do know that eight hours is best for cognitive function based on the aforementioned study at Berkeley. So why not just shoot for eight hours of sleep and you know you're getting enough for your brain power and your testosterone. Number 11, monitor your heart rate variability. Those of you that have been following the show for a while are aware that I'm a big fan of tracking heart rate variability or HRV. It's a great way to know how recovered you are on a daily basis. And it's really cool. A 2010 study in a Turkish cardiology journal found that there's a positive correlation between your testosterone levels and your HRV score. This makes sense after we've learned that stress can actually decrease your testosterone. HRV tells us a story of how recovered our body is from a nervous system standpoint. Now, based on this research, we can now also make a general assumption that our testosterone is higher when our HRV score is higher. This is really exciting to me because I've had a higher HRV score lately, as I mentioned earlier, and I think this is in part due to eating that blackstrap molasses for the iron and for the calcium, but then as we learned today, it also can help boost testosterone. And I think this really brings things full circle and it shows how connected our body systems actually are. 
Thank you all very much for listening to the show today. A few things you can do that would help out Boost Health if you'd be so kind. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast in your podcast app. Leave a review on the Boost Health Facebook page. Subscribe to the Boost Health TV YouTube channel and follow My Boost Health on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. Until next time, this is Paul Sandberg saying goodbye and find your balance.